Welcome to the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B. Cox and the crew. Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast. Classic music reviews presented by IV Creative. It's a perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective. You could be anywhere listening to anything, but you're right here with us, so we thank you. With you today is yours truly, B. Cox, and Rod and Solo here today, but shout out to the crew, of course, and shout out to all the listeners out there, stateside and worldwide, continuing to help us push the numbers up, guys. We thank you all for continuing to spread the word. As always, we want to make sure that you know about our private Facebook community you heard in the opening, the Vault Podcast Record Club. Go in there and click the links on our website, vaultclassicpod.com. And also in the show notes, you go there, click the link, get to the Facebook community, join, answer a few questions, and you're in. Join us as we continue to talk the classics and talk all things retro hip-hop and R&B. And of course, have a great time meeting some great people. And also our Buy Me A Coffee, you can click the links in the show notes there as well. And also on vaultclassicpod.com, the coffee cup on the bottom left-hand corner of the page as you go there to the site. You click on that, give a small donation, show your appreciation to make sure that we can continue giving you the content you love and you need and that we can continue to open the vault. As we always like to say here on The Vault, our motto is hashtag open the vault, hashtag nothing but the classics or MBTC. And we have another bonus episode here for you today. As you've noticed, we've brought up this segment, Relics of the Past, where we talk about things that happened back in hip hop culture during the 90s and early 2000s, things that really aren't around that much anymore, but are fondly remembered by the crowds who were out during that time and the fans who were deep in the culture during that time. So, so far this year, we talked about Record Release Tuesdays, also talked about the Legend of the Blank Tape, the Blank Cassette Tapes that we used them for a number of different purposes back in the golden age of hip-hop. And I'm going to talk about another one, and this strikes back to a relic of the past, and I'm not sure how much it happens nowadays because of the way the society has changed as far as how we interact with each other, how you hang out with your friends, and how things are done. And I'm going to go back to high school and take this back Now, when my time was in high school was in the late 90s, specifically between the years late 96 into 2000. I graduated in 2000. And we're going to talk about something that everybody did back then that you saw in most high schools and most areas, especially when hip hop was a big thing. And that's none other than the high school freestyle cipher. Yes, the freestyle cipher in high schools. And for those of us who came up during that time, you knew that there were people in your school that would get together and rap. And as hip hop became more popular and more mainstream in the late nineties into the two thousands, you found large groups of students and people from different walks of life wanting to get involved in the culture, not just as listeners, but then also as potential rappers as well. Now in high school, this was a big thing because a lot of us wanted to try our hand at being rappers and some of us even producers Now, for me, I tried my hand at both. Once upon a time, your boy used to rap. Well, I guess I still do, but I don't record. So once upon a time, your boy used to rap and he used to record. And I got into making beats when I was about 17 or 18 years old. And the high school ciphers were a big part of my high school, Bowie High School and Bowie, Maryland. And, you know, we had a large group of cross-sections of people that sort of converged on Bowie High School. Now, when I first got to Bowie, 
for a large part of the time that we were there, when my older sisters went to Bowie, Bowie was a mostly white community and largely a mostly white high school. Well, in the 90s came around as the economy got better. Black folks from Prince George's County started moving to Bowie because it became a very popular place to go to live because it was safe and it was clean. They had great resources and malls and stores, and it was a really good community to live. The demographics of the school started to change, and you were seeing a little bit more mixing of the colors of folks who were there, specifically black people and also Hispanics and Asians. So by the time I graduated from Bowie, the percentage of white people to black people and other people of color was sort of like 70, 30. By the time I left, it was closer to 50, 50. And when you get that and you sort of get an influx of the African-American culture into a neighborhood, you then also get the influences that come along with it. So things like hip hop, things like R and B. And then also of course, because we were in DC in the DC area, go-go became a big portion of what was a part of the culture of that school as well. So when you had this happening and during the golden age of hip hop, where there were so many hip hop acts out there during that time that people were fans of, of all different parts of the country from the North to the South, to the Southwest, to the Midwest, to the West coast, you had a number of different people that had a lot of different rap tastes. So it was only a matter of time before you had freestyle ciphers start to develop in mass in a high school like Bowie. And that's exactly what happened during my time at Bowie. So the high school freestyle cipher, we'll kind of go through it and just kind of bring what the high school cipher was, you know, what kind of things that would happen during the cipher, where they would break out. And then of course the type of people you ran into during those ciphers. Now, the definition of a cipher, very loosely not an official definition, is a cipher is a freestyle session between a group of rappers. You know, it's uh, usually a cipher typically is formed by a circle. And the circle, you go around the circle and rappers would freestyle, usually have somebody who would, you know, either bang out a beat, whether it was beatboxing or if you were at a place that had a hard surface like a table, somebody beating out a beat on the, you know, basically banging on the table to make a beat and you would rhyme over it. And it sounds really simplistic, but that was something we used to do back in the day, especially for those of us who were really into hip hop and wanted to showcase your skills. Now, the cypher, the cypher has been in hip hop for a long time. I mean, it's been in hip hop probably for as long as hip hop has been something in the culture way back, even in the beginnings. And at its very core, it is really what hip hop is. Um, it's really something that when you talk about well, folks who do it for the love of the culture, it's something that helped to grow it amongst, okay, if you're an MC, you got to excel in the cypher. Now there are other ciphers as well, other circles. And that cypher includes the passing of some marijuana wrapped up in a blunt, <laughs> but we're not talking about that cypher though. During high school, I found out that type of cypher kind of intersected with the one which was the freestyle cypher. And we'll get a little bit into that as we go on. So that was the definition of a cypher. So in high school, you know, we would have these ciphers and, you know, people, you'd have these rappers. As you would go around school, you would hear words about people that would spit. And then as the ciphers happened, that's how you knew in school who the best rappers in the school were because... You know, we really didn't have a lot of places to really showcase our talent. It's not like nowadays where you can kind of put things up and the internet is there and you have Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and fake. No, like the bars app, all these other things that exist right now. Like the ciphers in school is how you found out people found out you had skills or if you didn't have skills. So these ciphers would break out and then you would kind of either travel from circle to circle, whether you were just an observer or a rapper yourself, and you will find out who the people were that had skills. 
So these ciphers would break out in certain places during the school year. Now, in my high school, one of the first places they would break out initially would be in the hallways. Now, this wasn't a very popular place for the ciphers to break out because your time in the hallways in high school were very limited. You know, before the first class started, in between classes, at lunchtime, maybe outside of the cafeteria, after school. But we really wouldn't spend a lot of time doing that. But every once in a while, you come in in the morning and you see like a circle forming and, you know, you hear somebody probably beatboxing or somebody, you know, banging against the locker or against the wall or something. And, you know, you know, when you get that vision of what a cipher is, you see heads in a circle and people sort of nodding their head. And as you get closer, you hear the rhyme start to do louder and louder and you're making out what the words are. So you would see that sometimes in the hallways. Now, these last two examples of where ciphers would break out were the most popular ones when I was in high school. Now, when I was at Bowie, we had a lot of occurrences where we had to end up being outside of the school because of different reasons. Now, the first one, of course, were obviously because of fire drills. And every school has fire drills because, you know, it was mandatory for you to go out and know what happens if there is a fire, what to do, where your class goes during that particular time, where you line up, what the procedure is and everything else. Teacher takes attendance, make sure that everyone is accounted for, that no one's left in the building, all of that. But what we had in Bowie, we had a couple of different things happen that would lead us that would not be planned fire drills. We had people that, of course, would pull the fire alarm and everybody would have to go outside and you have to wait for a certain amount of time. And, you know, they find out oh, it was not actually a fire. By the time the fire department comes, they're like, oh, so we were outside probably for a good maybe 20, 30 minutes or longer. And at that point, we're like, OK, time to do something while we're out here. <laughs> and then the other thing that happened is that during my freshman year, we actually had kids who were making like. I guess you say improvised explosive device, not necessarily IEDs in a typical respect, how we hear about them in war in a theaters of war, but they were making basically makeshift bombs like homemade bombs. There were a group of kids that were when I were freshmen that were in my freshman class that actually on two different occasions made a couple of explosive devices. They put in the bathrooms that never really were going to do much damage, but you know, it was something that they planned. What their motivation behind it, I don't really know. But weird stuff like that happened at Bowie back in the day. So we had a couple of different occasions where we were outside for at least an hour or longer. And then we would then also have bomb threats. So we would be outside on the back of the football field, sitting on the bleachers, on the tracks, and in the infield where the track was, where the football field would be at is where a lot of these gatherings would happen. But on the bleachers, on the field during fire drills is when a lot of these ciphers took place and you would notice it. People would be outside during fire drills after the teacher takes attendance. You would go find your friends. Y'all would hang out. You know, people used to sit out. They would draw and doodle. They would bring out comic books. People would play cards, you know, and obviously they didn't like us playing cards because they thought we were gambling. Well, because we were <laughs> gambling, playing stuff like Tunk, card games like Tunk. But a section you would also see is people who would break out like, you know, their rolled cigarettes or blunts, you know, and people would smoke outside during these fire drills. Obviously, you had to be careful because you weren't supposed to be smoking on school grounds. Kids used to do it anyway, though, back then. This is the 90s. I mean, people used to do a lot of things in school they weren't supposed to do. But you would then find these ciphers starting to form, especially either in the bleachers or on the football infield where you see these circles start to form and then you knew that people were freestyling. 
And the telltale when you're walking up and you see people around, obviously the circle's around, but then you see either heads start bobbing and then the activity of movement. So you know something's going on. So we used to have these freestyle ciphers out on the football field and people would, you know, sit there and rhyme and guys would freestyle. Sometimes there would be battles and the battles were always interesting because you wanted to know is after the battle happened, if somebody went a little too hard, it was like, uh, are they going to fight? But, you know, we never really fought when we had battle ciphers in high school. It was only the fights that would happen would always be neighborhood things happening in the high school, which my neighborhood got into a fight with a couple of different neighborhoods. Always, it was always high school stuff, like stuff that's really silly back now that you think about it. But the ciphers during those fire drills and those bomb threats would really be a big thing because that's how you got around to know, like, who was really good because then the whole school was outside. So you would have these different ciphers. You can go from one to the other to the next and hear these people that were spitting. And then word starts to get around because it's like, yo, I heard such and such. Like, you know, they were good. They were good. And a couple of people that I'll point out with my boy, Chris, of course, in your face. I talked to him about here. He was cool, man. He was like, you know, like I said, incredible, incredible MC. Even at that time, shout out to in your face. He used to kill during a cypher as a girl named Jackie. Actually, she's an artist within the DMV now out of the DMV. She's still doing her thing. Her rawness, you know, she used to kill it and she used to kill dudes in cyphers. I used to see her murder dudes in cyphers and dudes would not take her seriously because she was, you know, a female. She was a girl, but she used to go out there and handle these dudes. And a lot of dudes after a while got scared to be in a cypher with her because if you rhyme after her and you whack, well, you know how that goes. So... <laughs> So, you know, a lot of people would go out there to go showcase their skills and you had to bring your A game if you were in the cypher and the bomb threat would last maybe about an hour or so and then you go back inside or in some cases when they couldn't determine whether the threat was neutralized, they would send us home for the day. But we would spend a good amount of time out on that football field in the bleachers and that's where a lot of cyphers would take place. But the biggest place where the cyphers would be was the number one place was in the cafeteria at the lunchroom. And the reason why I say this was the best place to have a cypher is because it had everything. It had seating. It had a table where you could bang out a beat to be able to get someone to flow over. And you could had a big amount of people in one particular time to be able to get a cypher together. And it was easy. I mean, you could sit down at a table and have like at least where we had have a group of like seven, eight, nine, ten people in one place and folks would either be listening or you would be rhyming. And so that lunch table became a big part of what a lot of ciphers happened. So I would say when I took part in ciphers during this time, about 80% of them that I took part in was in the lunch at the lunch tables in the cafeteria or in the senior lounge because it was an easy place to be able to, yo, you congregated, you sat down, you know, you had seats, somebody banged out a beat on the table while you sit in there and it's easy to be able to congregate a cipher at the lunch table. Now, I've talked many times of what the influence of being at the lunch table served as an inspiration for this show here because it did. It you know, we sat down, we talked hip hop, we brought out articles of the source and also albums there. We would sit there and talk and we had these conversations and discussions. Well, the other thing we were doing as well is when people were around was freestyling, ciphering and if we weren't paying, playing cards or trying to play cards, which a lot of us in the main cafeteria, we couldn't, but we couldn't in the senior lounge by the time I was a senior. So that was the perfect place to go do it. And a quick story about this, 
as I was starting to make my way, like, you know, junior year, more people are finding out about me. And there was a guy and a couple of his friends who were there who were known as rappers that, you know, without them really even knowing anything about me or knowing me said like, yo, that nigga can't rap. Yo, I'd crush his ass. So the word starts to get back to me and my friends. And I'm like, oh, word. Somebody talking shit about me and they've never even heard me rhyme. So I'm like, okay, cool. No doubt. So somehow, I don't even know how this worked out, but we happened to be in the cafeteria at the same exact time. Me thinking that they probably were in that cafeteria at that time and that wasn't their lunch. Or we just never crossed paths during the cafeteria during that time because we ran like somewhat similar circles, but not the same circle. So just so happened that they're there and it's like, yo, dude, who's talking shit about you here in the lunch table? What's up? So I'm like, yo, we'll go over here to ask him what's good. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you want to put up a shut up. So he comes and said like, yo, he said that you scared. You're not trying to rhyme. So I'm like, all right, word. So I get up, I grab my backpack. I walk over there. I sit down and my man was like, yo, so who the dude supposed to be rhyming? I'm like, yo, it's me right here. So dude looks at me and he gave me this dismissive look like, yeah, all right, this nigga, you know, like that type of look. So that sets your boy off. I'm like, all right, I'm about to roast this nigga. So he's like, yo, so what are we doing? I'm like, yo, so somebody said that you said that you crushed me. You hadn't even heard me. How the fuck that could happen? How you going to crush me? And you don't even know what the fuck I sound like. And he was like, nah, I didn't really say no shit like that. I'm like, so where the fuck did that come from? He said, dog, I have no idea. He was like, yo, but if you hear shit, if you rhyme, let's spit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let's ain't no battle enough. Let's just sit there. Let's cipher. Let's freestyle. Cool. So we got up. His man starts off. He goes next, you know what I'm saying? After his man flows for like maybe two minutes or so, he flows for like maybe two, two and a half minutes, three minutes or so. They were both cool, you know what I'm saying? They both had some flow. Then the cypher comes around to me, and I had a point to prove. So I decided I was going to go all out on these dudes and show them that I wasn't no bitch. Not only that, but I could rhyme, and I could probably rhyme better than them. And that was really my objective every time I stepped in the cypher was to show these niggas that I had skills, that I wasn't no slouch. So I goes and I flow, and I flow. And I flow and I flow. And we were saying back then that I was flowing for like 10 minutes, but it probably was closer to like maybe six or seven. But I did flow longer than anybody else out there. By the time I was done, everybody in the cypher was giving me my props. And that made me hold my head up high because, yo, you want to be the nigga in the cypher that everybody's talking about when they roll out. So then after that, my name sort of starts getting around. Then niggas want to come up and start battling me. Like, all right, man, that's <laughs> what happens during the cypher. When you make a name, people want to come after you. And that's hip hop, right? You know, when you make a name, folks are going to want to come after you. And it was funny now thinking back on it because it's like, yo, like, really, we could have taken that time to really build and make some things. Like, we could have gotten together and collaborated on songs. But being in the cyphers is how I re- linked up with my boy Ideal. We ended up linking up with each other. I found out he had recording equipment. He found out I made beats and I also rhymed. And that started a long, long relationship of, of us making music and also creating things. So, you know, that's what the cypher led to. So now as we sort of get into the type of spitters that you had in the cypher. Now, there are always different type of spitters in every cypher. All type of different styles, depending on who you listen to, who you influenced you, who you liked. And, you know, the styles that you sort of catered yourself towards. So I'm going to give you just an example of the four type of spitters that existed in the high school freestyle cypher. So the first one is the gangster rap nigga. Okay. The gangster rap dude or girl 
always like cussed way too much. Everything was sex, money, and murder. Even at an age when you was like 14, 15, 16 years old, something that you probably didn't know a whole lot about, but whatever, that's what you listen to. They tend to listen to folks like Tupac, like Scarface, like Master P, Spice One, you know, you name it. MC8, like all these gangster rappers, they like, yo, listen to a lot of gangster rap and thought they were hard, but they always, and it's cypher, the motherfuckers that cuss way too much, always talking about sex, always talking about money, murder, weed, whatever, drinking, whatever. And I'm like, it's really funny thinking about it because like, yo, <laughs> we was kids, man. <laughs> and it just shows you like how influential music can be. The second type of person was always that super over lyrical with the mystical vibe, like always wanting to talk like that philosophical type shit. Like the one that would, you know what I'm saying? Always be wearing the kofi or the... <laughs> Or something like, you know, what I'm saying like the ones who would be listening to Wu-Tang or Grave Diggers or Bush Babies or the ones who would listen to cannabis way too much that would always get in there and be in the cypher and would, you know, we be rhyming and would have some some rhymes, but would sit there and be like, yo, what the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> You could always tell the Wu-Tang heads in the cypher. Let me put it that way. You had those Wu-Tang heads in the cypher, the ones that were into that shit and you could tell who them niggas were, yo. Like you could tell who the Wu-Tang fans are in a cipher by the way that they rhyme. But that's what I'll say about that. And then you had the ones who, and these are the ones that are worst type of ones in the cipher is the niggas who couldn't rap or the ones who can't stay on beat. And the niggas who can't rap in the cipher and who couldn't stay on beat are the worst ones in the world. Because it doesn't, it doesn't keep the cypher going. Like, if you can't rap, like, you know something's wrong in a cypher when a nigga who can't rap or who can't stay on beat, if niggas head stop nodding in a cypher, you in trouble. <laughs> I repeat, if head stop nodding in the cypher, you're in trouble. Because that means niggas are not feeling what the fuck you're saying. Now, every once in a while, people will stop to catch what it is that you're saying, and then you'll get a, ooh, and a, you know, and, or get a quick head nod, like, yeah, that shit was nice. When heads stop nodding in the cypher, or when people start looking down or start looking away, you in trouble because your shit is whack. <laughs> and you know when you're so bad, when the nigga's either beatboxing or the nigga who's banging out the beat on the table is getting off beat because you on all your shit? Yeah. Your shit might be terrible. <laughs> Those niggas, you get talked about in a different type of way. Not just like the nice ones that people know. You get talked about in a way that it's like niggas like, yo, this nigga wax, son. Like, yo, this, this nigga is some shit, dog. And those ones get talked about too. But then you get the ones, obviously, who have the balance with it. The ones who are kind of like all those styles, except for the ones who can't rap. You get the ones who are sort of nice with it, that rhyme, that can kind of throw some reference in, references in, some similes, metaphors, and are really nice with it. The ones that kind of have the balance. And the ones who sort of get their names talked about the most in Cypher, the people be like, yo, they one of the best. Those are the ones that do it, the ones who had the balance. And you have those Cypher. You get a Cypher, and you say you got a head, like five, six heads in a Cypher, and you say you got three or four people who all have that balance. That's a that's a nice Cypher to be in. You know what I mean? So it's it was cool to be able to see those different types in the Cypher and interact that way. 
So the high school freestyle cipher, man, it really was something back then. Like when I talk about all the different aspects of high school, you know, it was not just the class. It was the friendships, you know, sitting down at the lunch table. It was playing cards and ciphers, talking hip hop and music and girls. But the cipher really was something that sort of got me into wanting to do music even more. Because when you interact with other hip hop heads, people who spit more than likely are going to be listening to music. So that gave us even more opportunities to discuss hip hop and discuss the things that were out during that time. So you knew you were dealing with fans that sort of understood the music in a bit of a different context than just your run of the mill person. And that's not to say that the rappers who listen to music were better than the folks who didn't rap, but you knew though, that when they listened to the music, you could discuss it on a little bit of a different level than the kid who was in your chemistry class who, you know, just kind of listened to the radio. So it's weird me being able to explain it. But yeah, man, the high school cypher was definitely something that was cool. And I know that it developed even further, even after I left high school. But then as the Internet developed, man, they sort of took that cypher and moved it online. And then, uh, you know, as you got into the 106 and parks and people having those like, you know, the Rap City, the basement where people would come down and freestyle and you would have the Freestyle Fridays in 106 and Park where that got much more attention. And the whole spot about being able to freestyle and off the dome was cool that you see the, on the on these different radio shows where these rappers now freestyle nowadays. And there's been a big debate these last couple of weeks and in these into 2021 about what a freestyle truly means. And that now we know that a lot of folks, when they freestyle, are actually writing them down. They're rhymes that you wrote previously before you came to the show and you're now spitting them. They haven't been heard before. But back then, it was a lot of that majority, man. The freestyle ciphers in high school were off the top of the dome because that's the only way you can make it. Now, people used to write stuff and they would spit written shit in there, too. But the majority of stuff we were doing was more than likely off the top, man. So shout out to the high school cipher, man. That was really something that I remember and something that everybody who was in high school up to a certain point remembers and knows that it was a part of your entertainment during that time as well. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you are checking us out on our host on Red Circle. You can also make sure that you're following us on vaultclassicpod.com. Visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. You can go there, listen to the episodes, leave a review, rate the episodes. You can also leave a voicemail with the blue microphone in the right-hand corner, the buy me a coffee in the left-hand corner with the coffee cup highlighted in yellow. Make sure you go there, drop us a donation if you support the show and want to keep us producing the content that you know and love and keeping the vault open for a long time. You can also get to us on social media by visiting IG at Vault Classic Pod on Twitter at Vault Classic and on Facebook on YouTube by going to the Vault Classic Music Reviews podcast. Like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, interact with us on social media. We do it here all for you. We appreciate the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend and make sure that that friend tells a friend. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. And as we close, we'd like to remind everyone to dream big. Because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate. Because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace. Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and visit us at vaultclassicpod.com. That's vaultclassicpod.com.